can't relate Straight talk going Stay not safe Before you cross me Look both ways Leaving the scene With no trace None in my lead You out of place I'm not at the top I'm outer space Can't eat with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going State to state What's going on, guys? Your host, your boy, George McKay, back. It's now January. It's 2022. Christmas, New Year's has long passed us. It's a special one. It's two, it's two sisters that have taken the wrestling world by storm. If you don't know who I'm talking about, then you're living under a rock in the world of wrestling, and that's the straight truth. Please help me welcome to Straight Talk Wrestling, Charlotte and Robin Renegade, better known as the Renegade Twins. How are you, ladies? We're, We're great. Done. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. You just chopped it up with the mini host. The way we always do it is her interview drops on the Saturday before the Wednesday when we drop our conversation. And we don't do conver- we don't do interviews here. We do conversations. We never like, like to go into it. I was gonna say. Yeah, we we never like to go into it being so professional. Like, so where did you uh when did you get started? How did you uh how did you do things? <laughs> uh, what are you learning? So no, we just like to learn about the people. We also like to learn about the interest past wrestling. Everyone's got things that they're into, and I'm sure we're gonna get into a lot of stuff. But one thing I do want to talk about, I know you can't talk about it a whole lot, but like I said, if you check the Instagram, everybody knows what happened. You guys had that WWE tryout, and I've heard those things are hard. I heard they put you, they run you through the gauntlet from promos to seeing what you can do in the ring. I heard you do like upwards of 200 or something suicides. You do push-ups, you run the ropes like crazy, you're doing bump after bump after bump. On a scale of one to ten, how long did you sleep for after the WWE trial? Because doing five suicides, I would have passed out for like four hours. So while we were there, probably like a two. Right. We I did not like sleep that max. much. My energy was just so high. Right. I think everybody around you, like their energies were so high and everybody was just wanted to do their best and was so anxious and just happy to be there. But once I finally got home, I think I slept for what, two days afterwards. I was going to say we slept. I know I slept um, till about like two o'clock in the afternoon for two straight days. And yeah. I would go to bed around like 11, 12 o'clock. So there's no reason that I should be sleeping that late. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember at the tryout um, first night, it was so hard. Cause like, the first day is very chill. They kind of just do just normal stuff, promos and medicals and stuff like that. So like first day is pretty chill. Everybody kind of gets comfortable. But like my adrenaline and my nerves were so high <laughs> and I'm sitting there in bed and it's 12 o'clock and I'm looking at my phone. And I'm like, man, I have to get up in five hours. And then another two hours go by. And I'm like, man, I have to get up in three hours. Then another hour goes by. and I'm like, man, I have two hours. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, no, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I passed out for two hours, woke up and then just went on to the next day, which was really bad because that day was the the in-range stuff. That was the worst day of all three. And it was it was so bad. <laughs> I believe it. Listen, like I said, I've, I've talked to Bianca Crelly, who's had a tryout when when they were when WWE came down here for SummerSlam in 2019. A lot of great indie talent that's in and around Canada here. They were all invited to the tryout. And some of those guys and, and some of those girls are some of the toughest men and women that I've ever seen. Anybody that steps through those ropes. I give the utmost respect to because not only do you put your your body on the line every time you step in those ropes, but you also put yourself out there to millions and millions of fans and they can love you. They can hate you. But as long as you're getting a reaction, that's the key. Reaction is everything. Love or hate that comes and goes wrestling. Listen, wrestling fans are the way I look at wrestling fans is we are the um, biggest group of flip floppers. One minute we'll we'll sit there and we'll say, I hate this person. I can't stand them. I want them to feel like me. I'm not a Roman Reigns guy. When he was a face, I couldn't stand him. I thought he was so awkward, so horrible. But now as a heel, I'm not going to lie. You'll appreciate this, Robin. I have to. Ugh, it pains me to say it, but I have to acknowledge him. As a heel, he's he's top notch. He, I, I, Charlotte, he I'm, not so trying to, I'm not trying to piss you off, Charlotte. I'm not trying to piss you off. I really am. No, I just think it's funny you said acknowledge him. I'm like, oh, she's like cringe. <laughs> no, but, I but, love Roman Reigns. I think he is one of the best if not the best well let me not say that i can't say that we have legends out there like rick flair and Shawn michaels and like the rock like we have so many she's a little biased i'm just gonna, I'm gonna preface say, what she's about to say which i will is say a little biased. but i do love him i do think he's awesome i think that um when he was faced he was lacking something he was just but what made me fall in love with him when he was faced was that his presence was just so so big and larger than life that like he literally could just walk out on the stage and no matter what, the second his music hit, whether it was a boo or a cheer, you had he had your attention no matter what. 
And again, just like we just said in wrestling, it's it's a reaction. It doesn't matter if you get booed or if you get cheered, as long as you get a reaction. And he didn't have to do a lot to get a reaction. He just had to <laughs> you just stand there. His... Yeah, he just had right. to stand there. He doesn't have to do anything. You know what I, you know what <laughs> I don't like? He's just such a huge presence. Yeah, you know what I don't like? I like, when, I don't like when somebody twists my words on me and makes it make more sense than I did. That's not <laughs> fair, Robin. You can't do that kind of stuff. That's not. She made it sound more sensible than I did. It's like you said, George's reaction. I did say that, damn it. I did say that, and she's right. <laughs> oh no, I can't take it because it's out there. I, even if I unedited it, you guys will know. Yeah, he took it out because he doesn't want to be shown up. I get it. All right. I understand. I, you know what? I acknowledge, I acknowledge that, Robin. I acknowledge the way you twisted yeah. it. Yeah. I won't cringe at that one so hard. <laughs> so let's talk about legends. And that was a great segue. See, you guys were already cooking with a lot of chemistry. I love it. So legends. <laughs> let's talk about Brandy Rhodes. Let's talk about that match. You got to work with the CBO of AEW, which is a huge honor. But Charlotte, you yourself got to have a moment with the enforcer of all enforcers. Anybody, again, who doesn't know who Arn Anderson is, I got a picture behind me. You can see right over there with Tully Blanchard. So Arn Anderson, the living legend, the enforcer, and he he almost unholstered his gun. He no, almost he did. did. I'm pretty sure he did. I, I, it, I don't know, but it was all a blur and it all happened so quickly. I just saw that man reach for his little thing. And I was like, oh, hold up. I forgot you carry that thing on you, bro. So I was not. We should have uh, known. We should have known that Arn Anderson I mean, was going to come out with the block. He already spoke I mean, about I get it. it. When you get up in somebody's face and you're like, what are you going to do, old man? He's Yeah, I get it. I can't even be mad at him. <laughs> I'm a little mad at him. I'm just going to say, because <sighs> I would have won that match if you had been there. But Arn Anderson had to come out and he had to pull a Glock on you. A woman, fought, by the way, a woman. Come on, Arn, get it together. We want to talk but, about a woman shit. who was okay. actually a woman who was actually helping her sister to kind right? of tag team one woman. I mean, that's it's a yep. two on one assault, really, ladies. It was a exactly. two on one. It really, it really so, was. We got screwed out of a win at AEW Dark, and I'm upset about it. Just putting it out there. I know we're but putting- I was I in heels. Guys- I couldn't even done anything. I was gonna say, I don't know if you noticed though, Abaddon called me back out. She called me out on Twitter. She said she wants some of me, and I'm totally down. Maybe next time we can hit her with a one-two. The one-two? A little one-two. A little one-two action. A little twin magic. Little I'm twin. not going to lie. Well, it's, uh, there you go. Again, another another segue. So you're talking about twin magic, and there's another team that obviously comes to mind, which would be the Bella Twins. Now, you guys knowing you guys were there at the peak of kind of like Bella fandom. I mean, Total Divas was starting around that time. The Bellas were like the hottest thing in wrestling. A couple of years later, John Cena proposed. Yada, 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 yada. We won't get into that because that's kind of a sad story the way that all ended. But <laughs> is it hard to be twins in this game, knowing that you're going to be automatically compared to another set of twins just based on the word twins? Doesn't mean you're the same because I think you guys are better. You guys are stronger. You guys are faster. And I'll put it out there. I think you guys have way more skill. I've never been all in on the Bellas. I appreciate the Bellas for what they did at a time when it was still evolutionary, but I don't credit them with any form of evolution. In my opinion, there's two names that stand out for evolution when things were cooking, and that's Paige and AJ Lee. Everything after that evolved from those two ladies because they were there in a time period, and and Natalia Neinhardt. They were there in a time period where there wasn't a whole lot of great wrestlers there was great managers and great divas but they weren't recognized as superstars and it's a pain to see that but to see where we were then and where we are now it's amazing but oh yeah comparison, it's gonna happen whether you want it to or not so do you say that's a fair comparison or i mean i already know you're gonna carve out your own identity um so yes as twins we have been compared to the bella twins and it doesn't help that we i have this super long stick straight hair and when we first started wrestling we wore the all black with the red lipstick and like we kind of look like the Bella Twins I have a lot of pictures where like every time people see them they go oh you guys look like the Bella Twins and I'm like (laughs) no like just don't I I personally don't want to be um compared to the Bella Twins not like exactly what you said I respect everything they've done for the business and I really do appreciate it Um, but as twins, especially when we first started wrestling on the indie scene about eight to nine months ago, now every match that we did for the first couple months had twin magic in it. And it was because of the Bella twins and the word twin. Everybody thought you have to have twin magic in these matches. And I I don't have to have twin magic. 
I don't have to. If and if our fans have already figured this out, like we are not super identical twins. So to do twin magic all the time is very hard. Um, it's just we are different than the Bella twins. We are not identical twins. We are twins, but we are not identical. And but I feel like we've also carved yes. out our own little niche in the word twins. Yes. Like when you think twins, you think the Bella twins and you think pretty little prissy girls. And I'm not saying that that's bad at all. Like Shell just said, I have so much respect for them because yes, they were divas, but they were actual wrestlers. They tried to be divas and wrestlers. And honestly, as much as we want to like, we can argue if that helped the women's revolution or didn't help it. But regardless, they're businesswomen. Mm-hmm. Like they understand that the the best possible way they could have made their money and made their name was being a diva and being a wrestler, especially in the time that they were at. So I, I give them all that props. <laughs> yep. But for us, I feel like when you hear twins, you hear the Bella twins and you think Chrissy pretty, I'm going to come out there. I'm going to sh- twirl my hips and throw up my little stuff and I'm going to be cute. But I feel like us personally are the complete opposite. Right. Of that. And I think we did that because we didn't want to be compared to the Bella Twins either. But I also feel like that's that's who we are. I feel like who they were was exactly what they portrayed. And what, who we are is exactly what we portray. We are very hard. We are very tough. We are very, I don't want to say mean per se, but <laughs> don't piss us off. Okay. <laughs> I like to say I'm a sensitive gangster because I'll mess you up. But I might be crying while I'm doing it. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like... Hey, I, I believe in crime. To make that a shirt. All that good stuff. Sensitive gangsters. Renegade. Yep. That's what you got. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, I feel like we've niched our own little little twin twin Spot. magic. Let's say it that way. Mm-hmm. We have our own little twin magic and it's our own little thing. And it's it's what we as renegades decided to do and show and portray ourselves as. We're trying I feel to, like, yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's working. It is. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's working as well, but I also feel like we we have so much to learn don't get me wrong yes so much to learn so much to learn i can't even remember what i was gonna say now it's sorry it's okay you know know, evolution evolution is part of everything like me myself i'm 38 years old Uh, i'm evolving every day i'm learning uh you know again i'm I'm a daughter i'm a father of two beautiful daughters i've got my 12 year old who you just met and i got my five-year-old and she's all kinds of fire she is a little spitfire and I love her to death, but I was also <laughs> blessed enough at a very young age at 18 to find the love of my life. We've been together since we were 18 years old. We've been together for almost 20 years now, married for 15. And, uh, you know, I couldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. I wouldn't change it for the world. And my wife's a fiery redhead. She literally gives me all kinds of shit. But you know what the thing, you know, what the thing about that is, is that she goes toe to toe with me. And I have nothing but the utmost respect because she challenges me to be better. And so do my daughters. Now, being a father of of young ladies and not understanding what women go through, my daughter is going through things that I can't really help out with. So, you know, thank God mom's around because if I had to pull a Danny Tanner, there'd be a whole lot of things I wouldn't know what to do. (laughs) I wouldn't know how to explain certain things and stuff like that. But talk to you about your dad. You guys mentioned in the interview with the mini host, dad got you into wrestling. And I love that. I absolutely love that. And I kind of, I kind of came into frame and I geeked out. I was like, yes, I love it. When, (laughs) when you could share that passion and find it, like both me and my daughter were very talkative people. We're not shy. We could start a conversation with a complete stranger and we make them feel comfortable. That's how me and my dad are. (laughs) Exactly. That's our gift. That's our gift to the world is that we can have conversations with people. But when you can sit down and like, you know, it's Monday, it's Monday, nine o'clock. And dad says, girls, come downstairs, time to watch Raw. And you run downstairs and you're on either side of dad and you're watching Raw. Like those must be memories that you would have cherished. Those must be memories that are still fond of you today. So my question is, talk to me about the history with dad and how that, that whole bond came to be. But also what was dad's reaction when you came to him and said, guess what? This is, we want to, we want to, we want to chase this. We want to go after this full force. I'd like to know both sides. Um, of that. <clears throat> so I was the first one to really show any interest in wrestling. Uh, my dad has always been like a wrestling fan, but like undercover wrestling fan. He's never been super open about it. So uh, <laughs> one day we were sitting in his, uh, in my mom and my dad's room, me, Charlotte and my dad and my mom. And we were sitting on the floor and he's just flipping through the channels. And, um, what happened? Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Um, and so uh, he was just flipping through the channels, and Roman Reigns <laughs> popped on the screen. <laughs> and at the time, keep in mind, I was like 16, 17 years old, didn't really care about wrestling. A very attractive man caught my attention. <laughs> and I said, Dad, 
turn around, go back. <laughs> so that started my love for wrestling. And uh, it's it took me about maybe two shows before I was like, I love this. Like, yes, Roman Reigns is very attractive and I enjoy watching him on my screen, but I really enjoyed the wrestling part of this. And um, from there, I kind of fell in love with it. Um, I know you're trying to say something. So um, for me and, and Robin, um, I started playing softball when I was 12. Um, Robin started a couple years after, um, but my dad was always my coach. So I always had that bond with my dad. Like we were best friends, always went everywhere together, you know, just normal Charlotte and dad stuff. There was, we were never home for the weekends and stuff like that. We were always out at tournaments. So my bond with my dad started there. And, um, I learned a lot of, a lot of helpful things from him, uh, throughout that journey. But then one day after I've gotten my dad and I've gotten me to college on a softball scholarship and all this good stuff, I decided I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I was like, nah, all those thousands of dollars, just bye. Um, look, his heart's breaking. He's, he's like, like, please dang. don't let my little girl do that to me. <laughs> please don't do that to me. I was like, no, don't want to do this anymore. Hey, dad. Um, he's like, I would rather you just get in the ring. Just wrestle. <laughs> so, um, one day I came home and I wasn't the happiest that I had stopped playing softball. I still hadn't let go of it completely. And I was missing the game. And my dad, uh, I come downstairs. My dad's like, oh, Hell in a Cell 2018's on. You want to watch? And I go, how long is it? And he goes, three hours. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> wrestling, like the fake stuff wrestling? He was like, yeah. I was like, dad, that's fake. Why am I going to sit here and watch this? He's like, well, it's good. You might like it. Just sit down and watch. Well, the match that did it for me and the moment, the exact moment, was when Randy Orton, one of my favorites, shoved a screwdriver in Jeff Hardy's uh, gauge hole mm. and twisted it. Mm -hmm. And that was the moment for me that I was like, I'm going to do this. This is great. And then it went uh, how we decided, like, hey, we're going to actually wrestle. It was always a joke because uh, after that, I me, Robin, and dad would all sit down on the couch together and we'd all be watching and we'd go, we could do that. And it was not like a twin gimmick either. Like there was no, there was not, oh, you're going to do the, you're going to be the next Bella Twins. It was like, we're going to be a legitimate tag team and we're going to do like all these different things. And this is our movesets. This is our names. This is what we're going to do. And um, our first ever like idea for a gimmick was actually softball players kind of funny because we were both softball players we we're like we could do that we we're gonna call ourselves the lady stars we're gonna come out with that yeah we, we had a whole thing lined up and we it had was an entrance a, plan and everything but we had no school no way to know how to do any of this wrestling stuff at all didn't even think it was possible we were just kind of joking around yeah and just, so one night we go to a wwe nxt house show hmm. and um that night was so good there was Adam Cole versus the Velveteen Dream. I loved both of them. We had Rhea Ripley it was a versus. Tag match. It was a tag match against the Undisputed Era, Velveteen Dream, and uh, Aleister Black. Yes. And those are all great. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, that was a great match. Yes. And the only uh, the fact that I remember that specific match and who was in the match. <laughs> and then we had it's Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. Right. <laughs> like, we had Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley, two women that I absolutely love. Yep. And they were wrestling each other. And me and my dad were just having this like whole like heart moment while we're watching this. We're like, no, we're like, go Bianca, but go Rio. Oh my God. I was going like, to say, we were big marks thing. back in the day. Yeah. I remember Charlotte and I flipped out over Matt Riddle, another one of my favorites. Um, we flipped out over Matt Riddle. And because like center stage is so small and I didn't realize it until we got to wrestle in center stage and like you get in the ring it's and you little. look out there and you're like, wow, you can see everything. You can see everybody. <laughs> so we get in there and I and I realized very quickly when we finally got in the ring and got to look around no wonder Matt Riddle and Velveteen Dream and Aleister Black all looked at us and like made contact with us they made sure that they saw us and they they, they spoke like, to oh, us uh, we got gave kisses hugs. and hugs and like oh thumb oh ricochet another one of my favorites her he freaked husband. me out that night I got a ricochet uh t-shirt and I was in the I was in the crowd and I like start losing my crap and Charlotte's sitting there and she's pointing at me she's like point her out, point her out. 
and he did right and well, it was so much fun it, it was, was such time. a great show um that we were all so excited we all walk outside and we're all talking about this show just like oh like that would have been so fun like we could have done that blah 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 all this stuff and we walk past this guy who has these flyers for this teeny tiny little school in norcross georgia called one fall power factory which is now the nightmare factory and he was like hey come to my you girls look like you're athletic come to my wrestling show and we we're like okay yeah well it wasn't out. to an indie show before it might as well go. yeah and it wasn't for another week so we were like okay well we look it up it's five minutes from our house we were so shocked so we drive up here and we watch this whole show and um we meet qt marshall and he looked at us and he said is this something that you're interested in doing and we said yes but we don't really know like how to get into it or like what to do how much it costs anything we had no idea about anything and um he was like, well, let me get, he got with my dad and they talked out everything and they then, talked out payment plans when we were supposed to show up, when we're going to train. And then we didn't show up. <laughs> no, we didn't for show a up. whole month. Yep. We didn't show up for a whole month because it was one of those things like, do I really want to do this? Or was it really just a joke? Well, it was also something that like, we were never taught to do anything half-hearted or half-assed. Sorry for my, for my my language but oh, i trust me i've heard a lot worse don't worry about it you're good, you're good. <laughs> but we were never taught to do anything half-assed and like at this point charlotte had just gotten out of uh college we was trying to figure it out with that um and i was i had just taken my ass back for the navy i was about to go sign paperwork and join the navy <laughs> so like we had waited for a month trying to figure out if this is something that we really wanted to do because we knew that, the, that if we started it, we're we're going to go full in and hopefully we, we make it to the big time. So we took a month to really weigh our options and figure out if we wanted this. I came to the conclusion that wrestling won't always be here. I'm not always going to be 18 years old, able to wrestle, but I will always be able to join the Navy. So hopefully in 10 years, if this never works out, <laughs> I can go to the Navy, you know? So we chose chose wrestling because you can only do this one time in your life you can only do and chase a dream that you didn't even really know that you had and like honestly I had no idea that we or that I I don't know about Charlotte but I didn't know that I really liked wrestling like had a passion for wrestling until I stepped foot in a ring until I got to be hands on put my hands on a ring and realize this is what I was made for and I realized that very quickly because like my whole life, I was super, super crazy. I, would, <laughs> I, I climbed on things. I hit things. I fell off things. Great. That's I my five-year-old right now. Great. Awesome. This is, well, hey, you know what? Hey, I mean, I, I'm okay with it then. If that's the journey, I'm okay with it. But I cut you off. I apologize. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> but I mean, like, um, I was, I was wild. I mean, if I told you all the stories, I hit my head about five times growing up, um, just all in the same spot. Like, I wish we had the time <laughs> to show you guys because like don't, I have this uh, this one little spot on my forehead right here that's like slightly raised because it's the one spot that I kept hitting over and over and over again as a kid all the time. Fell I off fell a bunk off, bed. Right. I fell off a bunk bed. I ran into a pool wall. I ran into a tree. Ran into a just tree. Straight, I, just full bore. Oh my gosh. Being, ha, ha, ha. Dude, I turns so happy. I turns was back <laughs> around and just crept like right Dude, into the tree I was like 10 years old and I am chugging and I'm I'm like running and I turn around and I'm looking at my mom and I laugh this belly laugh and the second I turn back around and I turn my head Just, there's a tree right there <laughs> and I this, ran right this is the most tree. amazing story by the way ever I love this I love it. I love it I ran right into this tree and it was so bad because just two weeks before at my mom's uh, wedding. This, this was my fault. So bad. <laughs> this was my fault. Well, hold on. You can't start a story with this wasn't my fault. <laughs> it wasn't. Okay. So Robin and I okay. were what? Five at the time? Hold on. Wait six? a minute. No, no, no. It was a little older than that. And the only reason I say that is because not, not even two weeks after this happened, I busted my head open. So <laughs> I, I will say before you hear this, hold on. We can't, we can't tell you this story and like without telling you our parents are not bad parents. <laughs> Our parents are not bad parents. We were just bad kids. Yeah, we, we were just crazy kids. I'm, I'm right sure you understand. You. As a I, I have done two. some. You know what? Here's what I'll do. I will. I will tell you guys a childhood story that'll make you crack up. But you tell this one, then I'll tell one of my childhood stories, and then we'll have that more mutual respect for one another. So now we've yes. built it up. 
again, to re-educate my fans and my listeners, it's not Charlotte's fault. Now we're going to tell the story. Okay, okay, <laughs> Nobody's right. fault except Robin. Okay, so and maybe Robin, my grandma. Robin is the guilty party. If there is a judge that watches my show, I think the statue of limitations may have run out on this, but we'll find out shortly. So go ahead. <laughs> now, there's a lot of buildup here, ladies, to this story. So I hope it's going to pop. I really hope <laughs> right, it's going to pop. You better tell the story really well. <laughs> so, so it's the morning of my mom and my dad's uh, wedding day. Wedding day. It's <laughs> let me paint the picture. September 23rd, 2006, Tennessee, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. It's so pretty outside. My grandma goes outside. She's like, hey, girls, you want to come with me? And we're like, yeah. And off the side of the hotel was this little loading dock. Now, why is there a loading dock? I don't know. You should have been loading anything. Anyway, I decide that this railing there's one side that's level and then the other side that drops off dramatically. And I mean, like a very dramatic 15 like foot drop off. Yeah, it's a long drop. Like off. it was a large <laughs> drop. It was not like a little drop. <laughs> so I come around the one side where this drop is and I'm shimmying down the ledge and I'm holding on to the railing. Knuckles white. Robin comes right behind me. Wait, Charlotte. I see Charlotte though. <laughs> I see Charlotte turn herself around. Like she lets go of the railing, turns herself around. Oh, so I now did. she's facing the railing instead of facing out towards the drop. So I tried to do that. I was like, oh, cool. Little sister gonna follow big sister. You know what I'm saying? Let's go <laughs> completely and just. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, Dude, it was so bad on our mother's <laughs> wedding day. So, and this is all happening while we are in our little, uh, because we were our mother's bridesmaids and the little flower girls. That's what we were in. We were in our, our wedding dresses, the like no. bloody wedding dress. Yeah, now oh, they're bloody no. wedding dresses. And they were like a cream color and champagne color. So it wasn't like it was a dark enough color that you could hide it or like to play it off as, oh, it's just like something that was on the yeah, dress. No club soda's going to get that out at all. There's no club no. soda's going to help Dude, that. The wedding pictures have this giant mark on my forehead. <laughs> she's just like this. She's like, I'm crying in all of the photos. I have one pic, like all of the photos, I have one face. I'm literally looking like this. She looks so sad. <laughs> I look so sad. I look like I'm so just crying. Critical. And I hate it. <laughs> I, 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 I need to see this photo, please. When we're off, the, when we're off the air, if you could just send me one of these photos. Did you ever know that you're my hero? And everything I would like to be. Please, ladies, when we're done this, all I ask is that you send me that photo, please. Because I'm going to, I'm going to, right here, I'm going to cut that and that's where I'm going to put it. All right, so now here's my turn to share a childhood story. So. Let's hear it. Over here, we used to have, before Walmart came over, we used to have a store called Zeller's. So Zeller's was like the Canadian Walmart, okay? Okay. Uh, I'm walking with my sisters. It's March break, and we're going to Walmart because my one sister needed to get something, and my mom told my other sister to pick up something for dinner, like rice or like Uncle Ben's or something like that. So we're walking around the store. I was like nine, and I walked by the crayon aisle. Now, what was cool with the crayon aisle is that they used to have singles back in the day. I'm aging myself. They didn't have packs. So you could like 10 cents a crayon, 20 cents a crayon. You just put it in and get a plethora of crayons. So I'm looking at all the crayons. I, I don't have a black one. I realized that I'm out of black. And black sets the scene for a lot of my pictures. So I said to my sister, can I get a crayon? She's like, well, I, I don't have money for that. Like mom gave me a specific amount of money for what we need to pick up. And that's it. Yeah. So I'm like, well, yeah, but I want it. She's like, I don't care. You're not getting it. So George being me did one of these and I put it in my pocket and I'm walking around and now there's this tall guy that was following me and I had no idea who he was. So I just thought he was something like some weirdo who was into like little white skinned boys with no eyebrows. I wasn't sure I was, I had no idea. So we leave the Zellers and he begins to follow us. Now it's like a chase down sequence. So me and my two sisters and he catches us and he goes, empty your pockets. And I got to know who you are. I'm not emptying my pockets. He's like, empty your pockets right now. Lo and behold, it was like malls. It was like the Zeller's like shop security guard. The guys that walkers, they call them. They walk around, make sure people don't steal shit. He followed us outside the store, which you can't do, but he did. No, and literally, but you're nine. You don't know any difference. I don't know any difference. So he empties my pockets. I have a couple Hot Wheels. He goes, did you steal these two? I go, no, these are actually mine. I had them. I brought them from home. They're my Hot Wheels. And then he pulls this out. He goes, what's this? I go, it's a crayon. He goes, why did you steal it? Like, I wanted a black crayon. Well, why did you take it? Because I didn't have any money for it. So I put it in my pocket. I mean, it's pretty obvious to figure out. This is me at nine. Yeah. I'm, a, 
I'm a little asshole at nine. I had a big mouth and a very big mouth at nine. So he takes us back and he like holds us in these rooms for like an hour. And we're like freaking out. We want water and stuff like that. Eventually my dad, they, I guess they got a hold of my dad because my sister, like my dad's like a G. This is like my greatest moment with my dad. My dad, like fucking John McClane's the guy. He comes in the office. He gets right up in his face. He goes, you're going to hold three kids over a fucking 20 cent crayon right and he just like <laughs> raises the eyebrow like the rock before the rock did it and he's just eye like, like you know yippee kaye motherfucker so he literally flips a quarter in the guy's face he flicks it in his face he goes here keep the fucking change let my kids go and then i'm walking i'm like dad that was badass he's like you are in so much fucking trouble when you get home i swear he's to god like, you're, gonna I don't wanna do your you're gonna get it you're gonna get it but i was like so i have a I don't care. At that point, I was like, my dad's a G. I'm going to take this. Yeah, yeah, my dad's a freaking <laughs> awesome ass man. But what a, what a badass line here. Keep the change. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, keep the change. Shit. The five. Six. I like that. That was good. That, <laughs> that was good. good. Um, so I have a similar story to that, but it's about my brother and his friend. Okay. So one day we're all in Walmart and it's me, Robin. And was it you with us? Or I don't, it was one so. of my friends from school. Um, my That's brother at this point is like 17 and his friend's 18. And uh, they're walking around and they're eating their little popcorn chicken that they had gotten. And they had an empty container at the very last second. Well, they're walking and they're looking for me and my mom so they could pay for the stuff. And like, we can all go out to the car together. Well, all of a sudden they're getting pulled to the back. Oh, no. Why are you getting pulled to the back? I was here for this. They also got pulled to the back. Keep in mind. They had taken uh, those fuzzy socks for Christmas. Keep, this was like during Black Friday shopping. No, okay. this is not that. No? No, 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 oh, okay, no, okay, no, okay. no, no, no. Well, that's another oh, story. Other story. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Black Friday shopping, you know, three hood, like little hoodlum kids just picks up socks, chucks them over 18 aisles of Hits like somebody and we got pulled to the back of the Walmart. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but to go back to the story, uh, they get pulled to the back and me and my mom have no idea that this is going on while we're walking through the store. Um, so we're all walking, walking. And we were told that we were all going to meet at the register. So when I don't find the boys, I'm like, this is weird. Mom's already at the car. She's waiting. She's like, I'm heating the car up. I'll be outside. Just come outside when y'all are ready. Well, all of a sudden I can't find anybody. I can't, I'm not getting a hold of nobody. I'm like, calling the phones. I'm like, please answer the phone, please, please. Like, please just pick up the phone. No one picks up the phone after 20 times of calling. They finally walk out from the back. And I was like, where were you guys? And they're like, the Walmart cops pulled us in the back because they thought we were stealing popcorn chicken. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. My mom, when she found out when we got back to the car, she came running inside the store so fast. She was like, pissed. she was angry. She was like, you pulled my kids back with no reason. Like, you want to talk about a G? My mama's a G. I was going to say. She's little, but, oh, she's a G. We get it from our mama. Yes. <laughs> Kudos to Mama Renegade. I, I, and now that, we've, now that we've shared a whole bunch of hoodlum stories with our listeners <laughs> and they now know who we were as children. But as adults, we're so much better than that. We're, yes. We're striving, we're striving I don't know about that change. one. No, I'm still a hoodlum. I'm still a hoodlum. Hey, you know but now I'm an adult hoodlum, which means I can do and we have things. outlets. We have outlets yes. now. So we can be a hoodlum in the ring and then not be <laughs> And that's what the same thing with me. I can I can have my I can have my professional, you know, my shoot job voice and tone. And when I'm here, I can just be laid back. And the great thing is, again, a lot of people that I work with don't watch the show because they're not wrestling fans. So I have total anonymity. <laughs> they're still gonna just think, hey, it's George. Look at George. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to ask because um, I know you had a match with uh, Nyla Rose and you talked about it very fondly that you wanted the powerbomb. Now there was something recent at the last uh, AEW television event uh, just before Christmas uh, where some moron had a very disrespectful sign in the front row. Uh, it's caused a lot of controversy among wrestling fans. Uh, a great podcast friends of mine, the Dirty Heels out of New York, they posted the picture and said, this is just utterly disrespectful. And I commented oh, yeah. saying, that we need to get rid of fans like this. There's no room for fans like this in wrestling. We've already cleared out the locker rooms with speaking out. We've gotten rid of all the bad seeds in the locker rooms. Now we have to like remove these fans. Why someone would want to pay, you know, 500 or four, three, four, five hundred $500 to sit front row just to be a complete moron to uh, a transgender wrestler because she's a transgender wrestler makes no sense. 
And then below my comments, I got a whole bunch of other comments like, oh, you got to take a joke, snowflake, sensitive. It's like, I'm not a joke. I'm not a snowflake. I'm not sensitive. And whatever the joke is, maybe I'm just an idiot, but I don't get it. It's not funny. Yeah. It's It's not a funny funny. joke, especially like if you, (sighs) that's just not funny. It's not funny when uh, when a close friend does it. And it's not, it's definitely not funny when a stranger does it. It's not cool. (laughs) We're on the same level with that. Actually, I'll show you guys. I'm glad you brought this up because we actually, the very next day, made a picture that we will send you so you can put this in here. I was going to say, I'll, um, I'll honestly show it to you here. So just so you could see it just for the, for the, you know, but read that, that guy is, that guy is his mom's biggest disappointment. We stand with Nia. Absolutely. I love it. Because I, I don't know. I, um, I didn't really know who Nyla was before I met her. Um, but once I met Nyla Rose, the person and not Nyla Rose, the beast. And when I finally got to have like conversation, like sit down conversation with this woman, I had so much respect for her and all the things that she's been through, but I love her as a human being. And I don't understand. I don't care. Black, white, yellow, purple, red. I don't care what color you are or if you or have, what you right. identify as. Right. If you everyone have is something des- or if you yeah. don't have something. That's everyone not is business. deserving of love. And I personally cannot like I, I don't know. I'm I've I've always been that way though. Like I used to sit with the special needs kids at lunch because people would bully them to their face. And I could not sit there and stand and watch that. Like I was friends with those kids and didn't have normal friends because people were rude to them. I don't see how people, and I, it's the way mom has always raised us is like, we look out for the misfits. We look out, we look out for the birds with the broken wings and the people, the people that other people look down upon because there's no reason because that's not our job to judge. Because at the end of the day, those people that are looking down on those with the broken wings are going to be the ones with broken wings in three to four years. Maybe even probably more than that, if we really want to go with it, maybe less. But some point down the line, those people that are making fun of those who are lesser than or they feel like are lesser than are going to be lesser than in the future. So one thing that our parents have always taught us is that like, be friends with everybody because the ones that you think aren't going to make it will make it. And the ones that you think are going to will not. So you need to be nice, be nice to, everybody to everyone because you don't know who anybody's going to be one day. Yeah. And you never know like what you know, kind of exactly. impact you'll have on somebody's life. You never know. I, that's another thing that our parents have always tried really hard to like put into our brain to like meeting someone puts an impact on their life no matter what. Like your little girl today, we talked to her for maybe 10 minutes. That impacted my day. I'm sorry. I did not realize that we were going to have a little 12-year-old girl interview us today. That made my day. That impacted my day. And even if that's like something so small and so little, I will remember that probably till I'm 50, 40, like old. You remember that old. one time we got interviewed? I'll remember that because a, a little 12-year-old girl came out here and impacted our lives. You know what I mean? Like something so small, as, as very small as 10 minutes anything like that. You could honestly impact someone's entire life in two seconds. It doesn't take any effort or any time out of your day to be nice to somebody because you don't know what someone's going through. And you don't know that, let's say Nyla that night was having a really hard time and she was struggling with some things beforehand that nobody knew. And we all woke up the next day and Nyla wasn't here anymore. All because, because I might've said something or somebody might've said something that just put her that much over the edge. Or a some, two second or some moronic little something makes a sign that he's yeah. funny that nobody else got the joke. But the weird thing yep. was is how divided wrestling right. fans were. Some fans stood with me, some fans stood against me. And that's wrestling, that's wrestling fans in a nutshell. They're they're always gonna find a side to be on. You can never be a level playing field. But I have to say, the way you guys just spoke now, it all makes perfect sense. And I, I always teach my daughters one thing: no matter what color, what gender you identify as, everything. We all share one common thing. We all bleed red. The end of the day, you cut us, we all bleed red. Everything else is secondary. Your religious beliefs, your political beliefs, your identifiable beliefs, your your terms, your he, uh, he, her, him, whatever, whatever it is. At the end of the day, we all bleed red and that will never change. And it's people like that that set us so far back. 
we're at this point, can you believe in 2022, we're still fighting for equality? We're still fighting for a representation, especially in the sport of wrestling. I had Jackson Stone on, who's a great talent, Shogun uh, Suplex Assassin. He's a great talent. He's uh, currently signed with Impact Wrestling. And we talked about where wrestling was four years ago without any real color, any, any representation of color as champions. In the ring, yes, but not as champions. And look at where we are now. Shane Taylor, Jonathan Gresham. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, Bianca list, Belair you know, for a minute. Moose, Moose and Impact Wrestling. The list yeah. was on it. Sasha Banks, multiple time champion. Bianca Belair. I mean, WrestleMania last year was a moment for me as a wrestling fan, as his dad, to see my daughters crying, tears of joy, when Bianca Belair won the strap. That's a moment I'll remember from time. So when all the smoke fades and I get called home, and and the only thing I could think is I could take one memory with me, it would be that. Because that's that's something special to me. And that's the kind of wrestling fans we need. So if there's any fans that are watching this interview right now and are enjoying it up until this point and have biased views, your views, your view, and your opinions, your opinion. We're not trying to change anything. We're just trying to educate. And if you can get past all the bullshit and understand that underneath it's all equality, the world, the sport of wrestling, and everything else around it would be such a better place. And you two yeah, ladies was, are wise beyond serious. your ears. You two, you two ladies are wise beyond your ears. I, I've enjoyed this Thank conversation. You. We've shared some laughs. You owe me two pictures now, so don't forget. I expect to get a DM yes, right I after. Yes, I got you. Immediately <laughs> after this, we'll send them to you. I got a couple <laughs> more I mean, questions, and I'm going to let you go enjoy your evening. Sorry, what were you going to say, Robin? What were you going to say? Go ahead. No, I was just going to speak very quickly on like the fact that you've spoken about uh, Black wrestlers being mm -hmm. champions. Mm -hmm. um, this is not openly known to a lot of our wrestling fans and the uh, wrestling fandom for us but um charlotte and i the fact that mission pro and ccw put their belts on us it's big thing we're mixed we're mixed with black and white so like that's an honor no. all on its own it's all good there we go we're back we're back there we go okay we're back, we're back. you're absolutely <laughs> right listen my, my niece my niece is my niece is mixed and she is the most beautiful intelligent uh, oh, she's got a mouth on her though. She's a pain in the ass. I love her to death, but she's a hey. pain in the ass. She's a pain in the ass. She is. I don't look at her. I don't introduce her as my mulatto niece or my mixed niece. That's just my niece. That's my blood. And, and at the end of the day, um, uh, it's amazing to see that. And, and you're right. That's a great representation to have. And kudos to you guys for see, as we continue to evolve and grow, breaking down barriers, that's huge. And you guys, yeah. I look at you two ladies as a, a big inspiration from what you've done in such a short time and from where you are now. I'm not, I, I'm going to say this. I'm honored to call you friends. I am. We're not, we're not Aww. just, you're not just guests. I'm not the host. You guys are friends now. I follow you. Uh, yes, platforms, I, so I, I hope, you know, fingers crossed. I would get a refollow from you two young ladies. Cause you yeah, guys. Are yeah. <laughs> but my next question is I've heard so much great things about QT and how much of a, co a great coach he is. I've heard, I've heard people say he's firm, but fair. I heard people say he runs, he runs you into the ground. He'll beat you to your knees, but he'll inspire you and keep you moving. So when you have a great system like that, a great teacher like that, does that push you to go even harder? Like when you feel inside that little voice in your head that says, okay, we're done for today. Does knowing that he's watching or he's pushing, does that make you go even harder? It may be a cliche question, but I'm going to throw it out there anyways. Well, coming as uh, coming into wrestling as athletes, like prior to this sport, any feedback that we have ever gotten from our coaches or um, anything like that has always been very um, motivational for me, at least. Important. Uh, it pushed important me. me. Like, um, I know that person cares about me. I know that person wants to see me get better. I know that they have my best interests at heart. And if they're telling me something, and regardless if I like it or not, or it hurts my feelings or not, it's being told to me for a reason. And I respect everything the man has to say. Um, simply for that, he's my coach and I know that he has my best interest at heart and he wants to see me grow and he wants to see me be successful. So as, um, hard as he may be, sometimes he does not have that gentle touch that you've probably had to learn how to have and still probably don't have all the time um, as a father, as a father. Yes. Cause it took my dad a very, very long time to figure out. You can't talk to females the way you talk to men. You can't coach them the same. But as hard as he may be on me, it does push me to be better when QT, when I get out of the ring and QT goes, oh, that was hot shit. Like that was bad. It makes me want to fix 
the next time so I can get that. That was good. And I'm proud of you for going out there and working and getting better because ultimately that's what we all look for out of a coach's approval. I also will say that like, this is going to sound kind of bad, but QT doesn't really like tell you you did good, which is one thing I enjoy about a coach. Um, If he doesn't comment on it, that means it was good. (laughs) You know, like QT, uh, he will never tell you you did good, but that's just how he coaches. He would rather tell you that you did this, 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 and this wrong. So hopefully when you come back to it, you can keep the things that he didn't critique and fix the things that he did. And then finally you have a cohesive match and you have a good match. That's another thing about QT, like QT being at um, AEW all the time. He can't be here like that. So we'll go two, maybe three weeks without QT being here and we'll get comfortable and we'll, we'll get into the rut of doing things and then lazy. And then one day, QT comes in and he watches everybody wrestle and he will tear you a new asshole. And it's extremely humbling. It's so humbling because you think you're going really good. And then <laughs> and you think you're doing something. And you think you're doing something. And then here comes your coach that says, Hey, I understand you're getting a big head. Let's crush it real quick. Yeah, let me just let's, squeeze the juice <laughs> out of that thing real Let's quick. make sure that you come from here to here. And we've definitely had to be humbled a few times. Oh, yeah, I've definitely had a uh, a couple reality checks with QT's QT. had to look at us and say you're getting too comfortable you're getting way too comfortable and you need to pick it up mm. and I get it and like I said like that's one thing that um Charlotte and I have always had with QT is that like I said we we were coaches I mean we were coachable beforehand we uh, played organized sports our whole lives but it's different when we have a coach that spent and we spent so much time with QT when we first started because it was a smaller school the nightmare factory wasn't a thing so he had all the time in the world to coach us. We got very close to QT. He got to AEW, stuff happens, blah, blah, blah. But, He's living the dream. Right. No one blames him for that. Do you, coach? <laughs> Congratulations. But um, like we got very close with QT and his opinion mattered a lot. And it still does. Even to this day, we will call it, we won't bug him for minor things. We'll talk to the other coaches here. But I mean, like when it comes to big things, we don't ever do or make a move when it comes to giant things without QT. We always let him know what's going on, where we're going, how we're going to do it. And then we ask his advice. And if honestly, if he tells us that's not a good idea, we're probably not going to do it. (laughs) So like to answer your question, yes, QT's words mean a lot. And everything that he says to us, like drives us to be better and do better everything QT never says anything that doesn't like just light a fire underneath your ass (laughs) but I like that he makes you want to be better motivational right like you said like you got to have reality checks like don't get me wrong uh you're right you got to coach different and um having that film school background having that kind of broadcasting background doing the podcast has made me work harder and sometimes I gotta give my daughter reality check well I'll be like listen I need you to do a promo video for your five questions well can't you just do a post I'm like I could I could, but people are used to the format that we're doing. I'm like, I'm like, let me let me break it down to you like this way, Cass. You just do the interviews. I edit it, I upload it, I share it, I post it, I do everything. I ask you to make a 15 second video announcing your guests, and it's like pulling teeth. And I ask her all the time, like, do you want to continue to do this? Because if you don't, I started this thing four years ago, and then I asked you to come on this journey with me, and we've had an amazing time. We've met some amazing people. We got some great friends. I'm like, but if you want to hang it up. It takes two seconds to write a post saying the mini host is out. We've had a blast, but she wants to focus on being a kid. And I'm okay. She's like, no, I want to keep doing it. I'm like, then you got to put the work in. I'm like, when I give you your guest, you got to do your research. And I was pretty impressed. She came downstairs saying, she's like, dad, I'm ready for the Renegade Twins. I'm like, all right, what you got? She's like, well, I checked out a couple of their matches. You know what I noticed? I go, what? She goes, who do these guys look like? And I'm like, those are Hardy Boys. (laughs) Those are Hardy Boys. I love that. She goes, yeah. And what about the girl in the middle? I go, that's Lita. She goes, okay, well, look at this and look at this. And I'm like, okay, the outfits are <laughs> similar. She's like, right, inspiration, dad, inspiration. I'm like, all right. Inspiration, all right. Yeah, I right. love that. Slow it down, slow it down. I'm like, all right. And then I'm like, well, what else do you want to know? She's like, well, I want to know how they got started. Because they probably have a cool story with their dad. Because their dad probably got them started. I didn't read that anywhere, but I'm going to guess it. I'm like, why are you yelling at me right now? I don't understand why you're yelling. Inspiration. <laughs> smart kid right there. No, she is. She is. She's smart. She's quick-witted. Uh, sometimes her quick wit and my quick wit, they collide. But... <laughs> And I'll always like, even when I'm editing stuff, I'll sit down. I'll be like, listen, you were a little bit soft in this part. You got to learn to project Well, I am trying to project. I'm like, I, I didn't say you weren't, but you got to remember. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, a I'm just asking you to try a little harder, but she, she takes everything a little sensitive. My wife says the same thing. My wife's like, listen, you, you have to, you have to be a little bit sensitive. I'm like, right. I, I'll, I can be, I will be more sensitive. I absolutely will be. But at the same time, I want her to be strong. 
So when somebody comes and challenges her, she'll know where she has to step back and, and have that reality check moment or where she has to rise up and say, no, no, uh, you're, you're I was going to say, I, I honestly want to give her a little piece of advice. So hopefully we can replay this for her later in the future. Mm-hmm. Little one, <laughs> don't let anyone tell you you can't do anything. Please, please, please. If someone ever looks you in your face and says you can't do it, you go out there and you prove them wrong. That's the that's our inspiration as female wrestlers. Everyone says that female wrestlers can't do it. We cannot do it. We can't go out there and give a good match. We can't go out there and do good wrestling. We can't go out there and cut a good promo. We can't do it. That is what we are trying to do and trying to prove them wrong. And there are plenty of women out there trying to do it. But please, little one, especially when your dad tells you, you need to do this or you can't do this. Look at him or anyone else in their face and say, I damn sure can, and I'm going to show you. And remember, anything worth having in this life is worth working hard for. So don't be afraid to put in the hard work and it's going to suck. And you might cry sometimes. And it might feel like it'll but it's never okay. pay off. Yeah, but it's okay. He put in the hard work and good things will come from that. Right. I mean, Charlotte and I have been working our butts off for almost three years now. And the second that we got on the NBC and look where we're at, we got two belts on us. We had a WWE tryout. We've been on AEW plenty of times. Not too now on horns, but that's a lot. But hard work pays off. Right. That's so a keep lot. putting in the and hard work. We worked our butts off for it. So work your little yes. butt off. And listen to dad too. Yes. Listen to dad. Dad knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Trust and believe when I was 12 years old, I didn't want to listen to my dad because I didn't think he knew what he was talking about. I thought I knew it all. I guarantee you, dad knows how to get you where you want to go. And if he doesn't, he's trying to figure it out right now. So just and, listen to dad and mom. Yes. And mom, listen Please. to the, the people who are in your life because they're ultimately your best friends. And I know they're mom and dad, but they are your best friends and they have your best interests at heart. It's important to remember that. To fight back and they are right now. No, <laughs> just know that they're trying just as hard as you are and have been for a very long time. So don't be afraid to to help and to listen because yes. they don't want to do anything bad for you. They just want to see you grow and prosper and be good. And sometimes it doesn't come off the hard, the, <laughs> the most comfortable way, but that's okay because that's part of life too. And <laughs> one day you're going to meet somebody who doesn't know how to be soft and gentle with you like dad does. So it's part of the learning process. It's not comfortable, but life is not comfortable. So just work, work your hard. little tail off. Yes. Just work your little tail off. And be off. happy. Yeah. Find something that you love to do. It sounds and like you like this a lot. Right. Keep it, does, keep it up. Keep it up. <laughs> she likes this. Uh, she actually knits and she she does blankets and stuffs and scarves. So she's very old school with it. And also we've been, give, we've been giving her the, the hip hop one-on-one because I'm a huge hip hop head. So we would teach her about Tupac. We would teach her about Biggie. We would teach her about Heck, yeah. M. We just got into a little bit of Jay-Z. You know, I played the other day. We're in the car. I'm like, Cass, I got 99 problems, but she's like, I'm not going to swear. I'm like, that's okay. I'll swear. Bitch ain't one. Hit me. (laughs) (laughs) So my, my final, my final two questions. And I think these are, I think you guys will have great answers. And this interview has been absolutely, sorry. I got to correct myself. This conversation has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, We've talked about representation. We've talked about equality and women wrestlers 10 years ago were here now five years ago five years ago you're right absolutely you you got me five years ago they were here now we're we're neck and neck but here's what i see for the future and here's what i want to see for the future one company was brave enough to do it to make a woman their world champion when do you think we will see another woman at the top of the mountain i hope it's a lot sooner than later I would love to see a female heavyweight champion in all promotions. By 2025, I would love to see a fe- one, at least one female champion in all promotions. Do you think I'm out of my mind with that goal? Or do you think I have realistic expectations? What I'm going to say, I love that. And I would appreciate that too. Um, as a woman, I would appreciate having women representation in every promotion. Every promotion because... We don't have a lot of promotions. A lot of indie promotions do not have just women's titles or uh, it's, it's a lot of just men's stuff. Um, and Tessa Blanchard has moved mountains when it comes to like intergender wrestling. And, and so is Thunder. And, yeah. And I, what I hope is that Thunder Rosa is the next one because I, I freaking love her. She is believable to wrestle a man or a woman and actually make it look like she is fighting someone. And I appreciate that. But I feel like society's ego is a little too big and 
to the men in our business. I feel like their pride is a little too big to let a woman hold a title like that. Um, Especially a men's title. Um, I'll say this, um, another thing, and this gets into my political stance on like wrestling, I should say. My opinion of wrestling is that it's simulated combat. Not that everybody, like not that we shouldn't have a woman holding a man's title. What I am saying is, intergender wrestling is it's it's supposed to be simulated combat and like yes it's supposed to be entertaining and it's fake but if we're trying to simulate combat you're not going to stick a man and a woman in the ring and expect the woman to come out victorious that's like me i'll use two people like you can use thunder rosa and we'll say luchasaurus or a lance archer like it just does I love Thunder Rosa and she's hard hitting and she will come out and give it her all. But realistically, if that man wants like in a real life situation wants to mess that woman up, they're going to win every single time. Yeah. And that's one thing that like I feel on the fence about. Like, yes, I want us as women to get our props. We work our tails off. We work our asses off to be where we are and get the 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 clout and the recognition that we do. Don't get me wrong. I definitely think that we need to be represented in that way. But I think that we need to find a way to make it more important. I don't think that we need to stick a men's title on a woman. And I think try we need and make more women's titles. Right. I, I think, think if we anything, need, we need more women's titles and promotions. Right. I think instead of trying to stick a man's title on a woman and trying to make women's wrestling important by sticking a man's title on it, stick a woman's title on her on and then a make a good storyline right. a prevalent storyline that actually means something in this business and can actually do something with it and let her put meaning to the to the to the title but give her the same amount of time and respect that you give the men right that's don't the give biggest the men, thing for me yes if don't give women, the men a 15 minute match and then give us 10 or five like that's not cool like you get 50 <laughs> like i'm gonna use them the young bucks will go out there and do 25, 30 minutes, but then the next women's match that's on is like a eight, an eight-minute match. And you're like, hey, I love to see the young bucks, but I don't need to watch them wrestle for 30 minutes every single time. Yep. Like we could allot some of this time to some of these women who are working their asses off trying to get over and are having the hardest time doing it. And we can't do it in five to ten minutes. And if we if Brit, the Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa match didn't teach us anything. It's that women can do it too. And there have been other matches since then that have been just as good. And um, I, I think it like Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho's match was really good. Well, actually, let's talk about this. I saw a um, match. It was the Orlando tapings. I can't remember when it got aired, but it was Chris Statlander's match. And I cannot remember who she wrestled. It was within the last two weeks. And it was fantastic. I mean, hands down one of the best matches I've ever seen on dark and I, I maybe it's because I was there in person I haven't gotten to go back and rewatch it but from what I could tell it was extremely shooty is extremely real and it showed that two women can go out there and beat the shit out of each other and like still make it entertaining well Jamie Hayter and Thunder Rosa that was another one that I was like oh granted there was some there were some rocky spots but again we can't say much about that there's literally a rocky spot in every match that has ever been aired ever so so yeah nobody's perfect but yes to answer your question i don't think that you're too far off and i think that some promotions will but i think that the egos and the pride of men in today's culture will not allow for that to happen uh i think the best move for women is to make women's titles put them on women who deserve them who make women's wrestling look good and then give them the time Give them the time to go out and show and prove the world wrong that we are not a bathroom break and we are not a time to go pop popcorn. Like we are worth your time, your energy and your money. And like, that's one thing I love about Mission Pro is that like from the first women match on the, on the card, you get your money's worth Yep. to the very last match. You could just see one match out of the entire show and you got your $20 worth that you spent on your ticket. Like we need that type of women's wrestling everywhere. Absolutely. And trust me when I say it, listen, you ladies in the States, you guys do it big, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You ever get a chance to tangle with a Canadian? Our girls hit hard. And let me tell you, there's some women over oh. here. <laughs> I met, I, I, at the very beginning of this, you mentioned Miss Bianca Sophia Corelli. Mm-hmm. 
and we did get to meet her so hopefully we'll be able to bring our little butts up to Canada yes. soon and she'll be able to find a tag partner and we can all get together I will say though um I don't know if you've ever watched any of our matches. Right, listen, listen, I'm not taking Never anything away from you guys. I would never want to meet you two in a dark alley or actually forget it, in a well-lit alley, okay? Listen, I know my <laughs> wheelhouse. I know exactly what I can do. I can, give me a fight, I can go all out. But give me a fight with both of you, I know exactly where I'll end up. And it'll be, I'm just going to say two letters, E-R. And I, I know that and I accept that. <laughs> Okay. Listen, like Will Smith said in Hitch, I stay in my lane. Okay. This is my space. I don't I leave my right. space. This is my, that's what I do. This is my space. I don't leave my space. All right. My final thing that. is actually not a question. It's a game. And it's a game that I think we'll have fun playing. I'm going to give you guys two choices. So for example, uh, sour cream and onion chips, salted vinegar chips. You let me know where you land on those kind of choices. So here we go. Okay. First question, Apple or Android? Uh, Android. I have an Apple and everybody has an Apple. I've just, I used to be team Android, but now because everybody has an Apple, it's just easier. So team Apple. Perfect. PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Xbox. <laughs> love it. I love it. We've been divided on all these questions. All right. All right. Here we go. Burgers, pizza. Pizza. Burgers. <laughs> we I love so me a good burger, man. Oh. We're so opposite. So opposite. Okay. Chicken wings or chicken nuggets? That's so hard. Hold up. Chicken nuggets. You should do like bone-in wings or boneless wings. Oh, yeah. That, but not chicken nuggets. The same thing. Okay, yeah. fine. All right, fine. Chicken wings with the bone in or bone out? Bone in. Bone in. <laughs> boneless hey, we got one. Glorified chicken nuggets. Yeah, I was going to say there boneless or glorified chicken nuggets. But Got if it. you pass me some regular chicken nuggets. Oh, yeah. I'll tear up a plate of chicken nuggets all day long, brother. <laughs> okay. Last question. And again, this is just, it's all choice. Again, it's all choice. It doesn't matter. Chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream. We're not going to go all the crazy flavors, just the classics. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. I used to work in an ice cream <laughs> shop. It's so hard to pick for me because I did not realize there's a million different. Okay. There's like 36 flavors of vanilla. So what flavor are we talking about? Are okay, we talking French about vanilla. French, French vanilla. vanilla? French vanilla. Okay. Um, French vanilla or chocolate? Chocolate. It's, oh, it's chocolate. It, it depends on what mood I'm in. It depends on Girl, what mood I'm in. Girl, just pick one. I'm not picking one. I want a vanilla and chocolate swirl, just like me. Vanilla and chocolate. Oh. Boom. Oh. Well, there you guys go. You know what? If anybody's ever wanted, <laughs> if anybody's wanted to ever test to see if twins are on the same wavelength, we just figured out that one out of five, you're on the same wavelength. One out of five. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> Uh, this, this this has been amazing. And I actually, at the beginning of this episode, I said we we're going to air this at the end of January. Fuck it. This is going to be the first one that's going to drop in 2022. <laughs> yeah. This, this conversation has been way too much fun. Ladies, all I can say is I'm honored and I'm privileged. And you are now members of the Straight Talk family. Anytime yes. you want to come back on the show, it will be an absolute honor and pleasure. And for me and the mini host, thank you so much. Ladies, please go ahead and shout out your socials. Uh, Straight Talk Wrestling follows you across all platforms, Twitter and Instagram. But please let everyone out there know where they can follow the journey that is the Renegade Twins. Alrighty, I'm gonna pull up all of our stuff. So every time everybody asks this, we never get it right. Everybody's phone. phones are about to die. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. We got about three minutes. Okay, so I know our Instagram. Our Instagram is Renegade, renegade dot under, nope underscore Twins. Our Twitter is Renegade dot Twins. My Instagram is charlotte.renegade and my um, Twitter is char.renegade underscore one. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Or char.renegade <laughs> underscore one. Something you like that. Um, I'm, I'm going to help sure. you guys out. My phone's not that. My phone's at like 70%. There we go. <laughs> I'm help you ladies out this right is really quick. bad. We plug our, uh, all the wrong stuff all the time. <laughs> it's never right. Um, okay. I do know my Twitter though. My Twitter is w18robin and my Instagram is robin.renegade. So I know both of those. I just don't know our renegade twins. <laughs> I think our, yeah, I think my Twitter name is charrenegade underscore one. No, your Instagram name is definitely uh, star.renegade. Okay, so okay. Char, charrenegade underscore one is, is That's you Twitter. On, 
That's Twitter. Yes. And on Instagram, you are charlotte.renegade. Like I said, I follow you across all platforms. So we're good. We're good. And I'm a glutton. I'm a glutton for self-promotion. No, listen, don't forget to send me those photos because I have to put both of those in. I have to put that wedding yes. photo in with just this big. I got it. That's amazing. That's the best story ever. Uh, guys, you can follow me. I mean, you already know the host, your boy, but what the hell? Let's do it because it's fun. At underscore straight talk on Twitter, straight talk wrestling on Instagram and Facebook. Yes, I have Facebook. I guess I'm aging myself there too. And if you're watching. No, we this- have a Facebook. I just don't know what it is. Well, you well, it's our shoot names, and we can't change it unless we have no, a the renegade computer. Twins. No, we don't have a renegade twins like Facebook. We have our Instagram. I mean, our own personal Facebooks, but we can't change the name on those. So you'll just look up our shoot names, and we don't feel like never mind. Yeah, yeah no, I don't have a Facebook. <laughs> no, we're not going to tell people. We're not going to share the shoot names. But, and of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, then please hit that subscribe button. Help your boy grow. We're at 423. We'd love to hit 450 by the end of January. I think it's a realistic goal. But guys, this it has is. been Let's amazing. It. it is amazing. You two young ladies are an inspiration. And I'm going to put my stamp on it now. You guys are the future of this business. You're oh, sweethearts. You. You're genuine. You're honest. You're real. And above all else, you kick ass and you take names. And you're an inspiration to all little girls like my daughter. Keep fighting for what you're fighting for because... All us dads are proud. I'm not going to lie. I weep at everything, okay? I weep at everything when it comes to... Listen, I watched Hannah Montana the other day when Billy Ray Cyrus and Miley Cyrus were singing in the thing, Butterflies. Uh, tears rolling down my face. I'm not, I don't give a shit. Sam, I like that song, Butterfly. That's a good right? song. That's Butterflies song fly away, right man. Here. Come on, man. It, it gets me every time. Oh, it gets me right in the feels. Oh. Ladies, gentlemen, this has been Straight Talk Wrestling. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. None in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not.